0: Everyone has a story, and I believe that sharing your story has the power to connect people. I'm a working mom, wife, and seeker, and nothing lights me up and brings me more joy than having meaningful conversations. And one of the things I love to talk about is psychedelics. In December, 2021, I experienced my first psychedelic journey with psilocybin. It was one of the most profound events in my life, and it opened me up to a deeper spiritual growth and help me to heal. And now, talking to those who've experienced the therapeutic magic of psychedelics and hearing about their personal journey has become my passion. Mindful Trip is a safe space to have conversations that demystify and destigmatize the use of plant medicines. Conversations that allow us to have deeper connections with ourselves and others. I hope that sharing these intimate, funny, and inspiring stories helps you find the answers you're looking for. A wise friend said to me, all you can do is follow the threads and see where it takes you. So I hope you'll join me in unraveling the threads, staying open, and trusting the journey. This is Mindful Trip. Mindful Trip content and the views, thoughts, and opinions of the host, guests, and contributors is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional legal advice or medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Consult with the medical provider or mental health care professional about your health-related questions. Mindful Trip does not encourage illegal activity, including but not limited to the illegal sale, purchase or use of controlled substances. Hi, and thanks for joining. Today, my guest Alessandra Veronesi talks about her incredible journey to find her essence with help from peyote and the lessons she learned during a challenging ayahuasca ceremony. Alessandra Veronesi is an author, business coach, energy healer, and relationship expert. After a 20-year career in the corporate world in New York City, she now resides in Italy. Her latest book, and- A New Banana, Unpeel Yourself and Elevate Your Relationships is one of many upcoming projects dedicated to helping others see the light within themselves. Alessandra is also an advocate for plant based medicine and a guide for those seeking authentic transformation. Your support means a lot, so please subscribe, download, and share with friends and family. I'd also love to hear what resonates for you, so send me your comments. Hi, Alessandra. I'm in. How are you? I'm good. It's so nice to see
1: you. It's really good to see you too. And thanks so much for having me on the show.
0: I think it's such a great idea that you're sharing all these messages with people. Thanks. I appreciate it. I'm really excited to have you on because we have so much to talk about. So I can't wait for you to share your story and I can't wait to hear about your experiences. So let's dive in. So tell me, What was going on in your life at the time that led you to start exploring using psychedelics for therapeutic use?
1: Maybe I can paint a little bit of background into like what my context is in life, where I was coming from and how that kind of contributes to what happened. So Mm -hmm. I basically up until a couple of years ago was in the corporate world and I followed the tried and true path college, work, MBA, work, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. you can say that my life was pretty typically like goal-oriented type A personality, living very much, I I don't want to say external validation, but like in some ways, Mm -hmm. because I wasn't feeling fulfilled, probably that's what was driving me to keep going and also like survival and paying rent and things like this. Mm -hmm. But I remember in college, I always had this, random thought in my head that I wanted to try peyote and it Mm. didn't come from anywhere so I don't know where it comes from it could be like a soul story it could be one person mentioned it to me and I forgot about it but somehow one day I woke up and I said I want to try this and someone told me well it's impossible you can only find it with the Native American church and it's going extinct and I said okay well let's table that for later Uh, (laughs) and, and fast forward basically to gosh I think it was 2021 I was just scrolling online and an advertisement found me on Facebook. And this was before regulations were in place before
0: you
1: could no longer use like certain keywords. And so I clicked on the ad and it said, peyote ceremony. And I said, fantastic. This is exactly what I wanted (laughs) 15 years ago. (laughs) Sounds great today. And I remember I just like clicked. I connected with the person, sent them a WhatsApp. And within an hour I had made the deposit and I was ready to go for the ceremony. Wow. Um, And so that's, it was sort of like a calling, which came true in the moment. So that was my first ceremonial experience with plant medicine. I will mention that prior to that, for about 15 years, I was involved with psilocybin and exploration of my consciousness through magic mushroom, which um, I actually uh, have a very close relationship with. So Beyond that, though, peyote is a very, very different medicine. The best way to respect it as a spirit is to follow certain ritual processes In right. while you're taking the medicine. I joined the ceremony with very little
0: knowledge or expectations of what would happen when, it, when I went into mm. it. Wait, before you get into the ceremony, can you just explain for anybody who's listening or watching, what is peyote and how do you how do you consume it? Okay, perfect.
1: So peyote is a cactus. I believe it's called also a spineless cactus because it's really just a button. Mm. And it's found typically in north uh, areas of northern and central Mexico, as well as northern Texas and like very, very small different areas um, in South U.S. And it's consumed in the form of powder usually unless you happen to be in those areas then you can have it also as a button so you can eat it and in that case you would need a little bit more
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, so it's consumed as a powder and it is a bit bitter on tasting Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it It has about 50 to 70 alkaloids, which also give it some really beautiful health benefits in addition Mm -hmm. to the mystical experiences and some hallucinogenic effects as well, which is triggered by one of the alkaloids, which is mescaline. Right. Mescaline is the active principle, similar to how we would say psilocybin for mushrooms and you know DMT for ayahuasca. So in the case of peyote, it's mescaline. And so all of these alkaloids work together though, and they're just as active in your body and in your cells when you consume mm. the plant. So- Effects can include also anti-inflammatory effects. They can be really good for your cardiovascular system. There's a lot of benefits. Also, you can set intentions when you take it for Mm. your health. And Mm. so when you mix it with the mystical power of prayer, as well as the scientific benefits. I've heard stories of people who have improved their vision, have been able to have some like really nice miraculous effects on the body. That's a little bit about peyote. And if you were to go into a ceremony, the roadman is usually what the shaman is called. He's called a roadman or medicine man. And he will let you know more about dosages. I mean, typically it's done in teaspoons, so you can choose between one and four, but I don't want to be the one
0: prescribing. So, <laughs> but you'll know right. when you're in ceremony. <laughs> right, right, of course. Um, <laughs> and then you get started. So Wow. So what was next? Set the scene in terms of what was it like when you got there? What was the ceremony like? And what was your experience like once you actually consumed the peyote?
1: The whole context of my ceremony is kind of funny because I'm actually connected with a lot of them still because Mm. you you really bond with the people who go to ceremonies. They all have their journey for how they got there. I was really involved in meditation. So Mm. I had some background in Conscious awareness before going in. Some people they just got an itch, so they came along. In my particular case, it was a lot of Russian women from Monaco, like <laughs> I didn't really rich Russian ladies.
0: <laughs> a, but a couple of people from Germany. So I was like, okay, cool. It's I'm also power having power plant medicine to bring people together from all walks of life. When
1: you find a good retreat group, you want to feel like when you walk in, like you can vibe. So maybe you're not from the same countries, but you're all like. You're connected through the medicine and you're connected on this Mm. quest. But when you are working on an internal puzzle piece, you're also contributing to the collective because we're going to improve others through this and like ripple that effect when we get home and have great vibes together.
0: What was your intention going into the ceremony?
1: So before the ceremony started, and this was in the beginning of my journeys, I was going through meditation. I had developed a a practice for a little Mm. while. I was still growing into myself. And into my conscious awareness. My intention was really simple. What is yeah. my essence? I was also kind of like working through some family issues. And so what can maybe sometimes happen is you're not really sure like what stuff is your stuff and what stuff comes mm-hmm. from your family. So I was in the process of distinguishing who I truly was versus what was conditioned or passed down to me based on other people's traumas. And yeah. so my question was, what is my essence? Yeah. what's interesting about, the, about peyote versus other, other medicines is it's not necessarily visual. So you're not going to have uh, these beautiful, intricate visualizations, which is what oh, I am to say. Peyote is more energetic. It, it requires also patience. So there's a ritual that is respected and depending on who is doing a ceremony it could be stricter or not but ideally you want to stay up the whole night so it's from uh dusk to dawn the ceremony starts in the beginning of the day when everybody gets together and helps set up the altar and the scene so in a traditional setting the men would bring the firewood and set that up and prepare it because you need a fire all night the women make the flowers so there's a flower blessing at the end so There's different roles and responsibilities that like balance themselves out. And it all comes to an end and a beginning Mm -hmm. when it's dark outside. So you sit in a circle and sit up as straight as possible as you can. The belief behind this is that when you are able to make a little sacrifice with yourself, you will get returns even higher from Mm -hmm. the mess. So the idea is you do stay up. And... The mescaline helps. The mescaline helps you remain awake. And the ceremony starts with a prayer and some opening rituals as well. Something else that's really interesting, it's really cool about the altar, is that it's shaped like a half moon. The fiber is in the center and it's kind of shaped like an A, traditional. Mm. And then you have this like moon of like flowers around, and it's to represent the male and the female. And then at the top is like a peyote button who's there to connect and ground everything together. It's really important to have a fireman and to have like a space for anyone who must leave the circle to go mm. through that space. Um, and then never leave the circle while there's a song happening. So there's some rules and things to be respected uh, uh-huh. that can be certainly explained when someone would go to the ceremony. So I'm sitting in the circle and people are like passing around the spoons and I was sitting next to this really, like, ambitious person who talented (laughs) four spoons, which was the maximum. And I was like, hey, just like the elements, let's take four. (laughs) And um, I was, like, in outer space. But I also wasn't having any visions. I was just in a very energetic condition. And so... I was just kind of questioning things like waiting for this intention to come true like, mm. was my essence. Is it, it, like, I would stand up and I'd be like, "Oh, is my way of standing up my essence? Is my way of sitting down my essence?" Nothing that was particularly significant came through.
0: And I- can I just ask you, how did your body feel while you were in the midst of this journey? Did your body feel tingly? Did you feel like you were having like almost an out-of-body experience? Yes, I would say so.
1: And there's different kinds of -of out-of-body experiences. It wasn't like my soul was on the ceiling and I was on the floor. But it was Mm -hmm. definitely like your consciousness is not as tied to your mind. There are physical sensations. Like you might get really warm or really cold Mm -hmm. and maybe tingly. Mm -hmm. And, And depending on how energetically open someone is, you could also feel energies around you. And and I think when someone had taken some photos, you can see a lot of orbs. Like there's a lot of spiritual activity when peyote ceremonies are taking, which makes the prayers really powerful. But the most important part is the fire. So peyote is known as the grandfather medicine, as ayahuasca might be known as the grandmother. But in some traditions the fire is also known as the grandfather. So it's really, really Mm. important
0: Mm. in
1: the ceremonies. As well as tobacco. Mama tobacco is like representative of the truth. So dur- during the ceremony evening, all of these elements are incorporated. There's a prayer for the water, a prayer with the tobacco, and all of yeah. these things take place. And so I'm in my body, but not necessarily aware of it as I normally would be. And everything kind of feels like the moment is an infinity. Mm. You just don't notice the time passing as much. And people are singing songs with the water drum and like the rattles. And also it's very likely on a first ceremony that you may get sick, mm. which is okay because that's sure. purifying. And so mm-hmm. it's also called getting well, I had some of that. It's a very different sensation than just throwing up from food poisoning. You're right. it's, it's, it's an energetic cleanse as well. And it's really nice to visualize what you're getting rid of while that's happening. And when that does happen, there's always a little prayer with cedar wood that's given into the fire when the person returns. And usually if you do do that, maybe go take a little more peyote afterwards so you can Mm. get it back into them and um, Mm. go for deeper. So I basically ended up in the state having a conversation with the fire. Native songs are going on. I just found myself mesmerized by the fire. So, like all these shapes, and it just kind of crackles. And I suddenly looked at it and I said, um, What is my essence? And, and the fire just goes, Hey, it's me. And I said, What do you mean it's me? And he goes, I'm your essence. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, what?
0: You're my
1: <laughs> and he was like, Yes, I am. And he's like, Matter of fact, I'm everyone's essence. And I was like, Whoa. Oh. and it sounded so silly but it's really true i mean the elements make up who we are when we connect to the elements we're connecting to all sides of ourselves Mm -hmm. and maybe in that phase of my life i needed to connect with fire the most which is true Mm -hmm. now i'm connecting a lot more with water but at the time
0: it was fire 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 when that message and the voice came through in that moment did it resonate immediately or was it something that like afterwards you kind of sat and thought about and said, oh yeah, now I can make the connection.
1: It resonated immediately in like a non-logical way. Mm -hmm. And and that's usually, I think what happens when you're under the influence of plant medicine. So for me, I was like, aha. And it made so much sense to me. And it was further enhanced by Later on in the evening when we were doing some dancing just to get some energy flowing because people were Mm -hmm. going. And we started doing this dance, which was really simple. It was just us in a circle, like kind of like a train following each other and singing Mm -hmm. along. And I'm a dancer. So and I like creative expression. So in the beginning of this dance, I'm sort of finding ways to distinguish myself from the traditional way that everybody else was walking, just kind of doing like a little step here and a little step there. And I realized that doing that, I was slowing down the group.
0: And Uh, then I realized, let me just
1: follow what the person in front of me Mm. is doing. And Mm -hmm. as I followed it, I was like, wow, we are so much more powerful together in this moment. Like, I don't need to be different. It doesn't matter what my Mm -hmm. essence is. We all have the same essence. We're just here to express ourselves in every moment that we can. And so that sunk in. It was like an embodiment of that knowledge. And it's really liberating when you realize I I don't have to be anyone in particular. I I can be my unique self just by being, yeah. it taught me not to freak out about who I am and not to attribute any part of my identity to the actions of my parents. I mean, it mm. trickled to all of these other levels of answers later on.
0: Mm. So it was
1: like deeply simple, yet it was also so powerful later on as well. The answer lived on for so much longer mm. and the rest of the night gave, other things to me. Well, and, what were uh, some
0: of the other things that were coming through for you? So, said you were seeing things or hearing things or getting downloads about your family, your parents, like what was, was coming through? I wasn't necessarily getting downloads about my parents, but I had an
1: instinct to focus on them while I was throwing up because <laughs> I was like, Might as well capitalize on this cleansing moment and just try to focus on whatever toxic energy is still inadvertently attached Mm. to me, which is not necessary any longer for me to have this energy. I will give this to the earth and transmute that. And I will say it's been two and a half years since that ceremony. And without going into detail, all of the issues that my parents were having, which were trickling down to our family and my sister and I have been solved. And I think part of it has a lot to do with all the prayers that I've said during these ceremonies, as well as the energy that I receive, the, the power of manifestation that happens yeah. through connection with spirit and the conscience when you're yeah. bringing coyote into it, which also changes you as an individual and your ability to discern situations and set boundaries and take action from there on. And it gives you strength and power. It gives a very powerful medicine. It gives you strength. In fact, if you microdose, it's really good Mm -hmm. for situations where you need strength. The story of peyote, how it first was discovered in Native American culture was a person was walking in the desert, starving and dehydrated, almost passed out, started hearing voices, saw a peyote button like the grandfather peyote and decided to eat it. And that Mm. gave the person energy to get back to the village and then report that to the people in the village. And then they started incorporating it into the medicine. So it's really, really powerful for energy. In general, the mescaline has very energetic properties like on a physical level, you know. Right. So
0: it makes sense because really any plant, not even just necessarily plant medicines, there's energy to everything, including us. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that you felt like, energetically, even with your parents, the prayers that you were saying when you were in the ceremony, that it would reverberate out and at some point affect them. Yes. I mean, that's powerful. It's really
1: cool because when you're being led by someone who knows what they're doing Mm -hmm. and knows how to keep the field open and safe, then you have everybody's prayers and it's just exponentially beneficial Mm. across a variety of ways
0: did you feel like when you were in the ceremony with all these people how many people were there i think about 18 or 20 maybe 22 yeah so with those 18 to 20 people because i've had other people say in different ceremonies that they've been in like ayahuasca and psilocybin ceremonies the strangers that they were in the ceremony with that when they looked back They realized that there was a reason why you were with that particular group of people at that particular time. Absolutely. I'm still friends with
1: a lot of the people that were at that ceremony to different degrees. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say it was all in the cards since, you know, Mm -hmm. 15 years, 20 years ago. So at first the seed is planted and then maybe it's like six months, a year or tomorrow that you go to a ceremony. Usually it takes Mm -hmm. time to, to kind of breathe and then you do it. So by the time you get to the ceremony, you've already overcome all of these decision points that you're receptive
0: and you have that in common with everybody else who is there. Right. So So after you hear this message from the fire, mm -hmm. that it's the essence that you're looking for, what happens next?
1: Well, the evening went on. It was (laughs) exhausting. And also <laughs> incredible to finally see the sun come up mm. again. So mm-hmm. you know, you're feeling all sorts of ways, especially because the peyote opens your heart a lot. Mm-hmm. So you're suddenly in love with everyone in a way, in a great way. You're all just kind of like delirious because you haven't slept, but you also have tears <laughs> because of the mystical plant that you've taken. Right. So you're really in this dreamlike awakeness. And so at the end, there's a beautiful ending to the ceremony usually involves a prayer to the water, a pr- food passed around. There's a flower blessing. You go to the front and the music is playing and they'll put flowers on you and spray, sprinkle water and continue to sing. And it's your moment. It's your moment to kind of love yourself and congratulate you for, for
0: making it through the night. It's supposed to be analogous to life. Right. Uh, I With a combination so- of, like you said, beautiful mystical moments, right? Soulful yeah. moments. And then moments where it's a little more challenging. Yeah. Exactly.
1: This was crazy. One of the people in the ceremony, I don't even know if we can say, it, she actually had like an orgasm while there was a flower. Blessing. Wow. So we were like, go ahead, girl. Like it's all good. Yeah.
0: And, good for uh, her.
1: <laughs> with this stuff, there's never any judgment either. Whatever needs to get out of you. Let yeah. It go. So yeah, that's usually how it ends. And then sometimes there's a nice sharing circle. And in our case, we also had some chocoyote, which is lovely. It's like a mix of peyote with chocolate and matcha and date. A really nice, delicious, less strong way to consume it in a more mild way later on. And then we shared all of our stories and continue to wow have time together. So that was the experience overall, I would say.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's an incredible experience, especially a plant medicine that you had never tried before. I believe when you told me that I had a... It had called to you years before. It was definitely destined for you to end up doing it. It's such a powerful medicine to do, to receive yeah. strength from life. It really right. gives me strength.
1: It's not as dramatic as ayahuasca in some ways. I would say the only time maybe it's not so good is maybe, I think I had a woman that I knew who was undergoing chemotherapy. However, if you have stopped doing chemo, it's really good to do peyote because it will reinforce in a natural way
0: uh, and like purify your body mm-hmm. yes, exactly. exactly. that same. element of the peyote is so interesting it cleanses and it's a purifier mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. really fascinating to me i'm thinking oh my god there's so many people who could use that me included i've had health issues i've yes. only heard of peyote i had no idea that it had that specific element as well it's the cleansing healthy. properties
1: it's super healthy
0: um, wow. in
1: fact like if you ask some of the Native American roadmen that are 100, 110 years old, that look really young too, they'll be like, yeah, because of the peyote. It's like the
0: fountain of youth. <laughs> it
1: could be. It's another way to access
0: like right. the agelessness of your soul. It's incredible. I mean, I just have so much reverence for plant medicines in general. There's a magical element to these plants. It can't be fully explained sometimes. So, you know, Maybe it's a placebo effect maybe you just believe it's wholeheartedly that it manifests for you. Right. So you mentioned ayahuasca. Can you share one of the journeys that you had with ayahuasca and what were the circumstances that led you to do ayahuasca? And just
1: to your point right there, I think it's really true what you're saying in the sense that you're tapping into something that's receiving from within and whatever your interpretation in that portal connected to your mind yeah for consciousness that's where you're getting the messages from in order to bring you to the next level of where you need to go which is yeah kind of exactly what happened in the ayahuasca experience i'll share with you because mm. for the most part i've actually had really wonderful experiences
0: with ayahuasca
1: mm-hmm. and
0: how many times have you done it
1: probably like 14 or 15 times at this wow point. so i was really lucky to have all of these beautiful experiences and so I, was, I started helping out with one of the retreat groups because I happened to live nearby. Mm-hmm. So what happened in that one ceremony was, it was the third night. The first night I was laughing my ass off. Totally fun. Didn't have a problem. Really enjoyed it. First night meeting ayahuasca, great night. Second night was beautiful in it as well. And so the third night, I'm like, okay, well, this is pretty good. I've enjoyed mm-hmm. it myself. And so there was a girl at the ceremony who was having a very strong migraine Mm. and this was when i was first realizing that i'm also a healer
0: Mm. so but i
1: was very young in my healing journey Mm -hmm. i was a baby and so the way i started as a healer was because of my own suffering i wanted to alleviate the suffering of others that's great baby steps right um, yeah better to give love than resonate with someone suffering if you're healing mm-hmm. them and so the girl had a migraine she came to me and I was like okay I'm so sorry that sucks like I don't even have Advil I don't know what to help mm-hmm. you with but I'm gonna let him know so I went to go tell the shaman and I was like hey she has a migraine it's really he mm-hmm. he's like okay and I was like <laughs> she's suffering and he was like okay, thank you and she didn't say anything to him. He didn't say anything. Mm. And I was like, "But what are we gonna do? She's not well." And I was yeah. like consumed by this situation. So we all sat down. We did rapé, which is the sacred tobacco in the nose, and I'm setting my intention at that point.
0: And so as I'm saying, sorry, and you had already taken, you already um, drank the tea for the ayahuasca,
1: right before. So this is right before okay. the ayahuasca. So I see in the tradition of this particular ceremony everybody does it a little bit differently. But in this particular ceremony, we started with everybody took rapé or whoever wanted to took the rapé. And then mm. everybody lines up to take the the ayahuasca. And so that's usually where I would set my intention because you're in this state of like direct connection with right. mother tobacco. So uh, to me, I in my world, I interpreted it as like, The most direct channel to the universe in a plant Mm -hmm. ceremony. In this particular case, I'm calling Ayahuasca while I'm with her. Mm. And so I'm talking to Ayahuasca and I'm like, hey, like, it's been a really fun couple nights. And I just want to thank you for for everything you're doing. I've noticed everybody's been having a really tough time
0: Mm. because
1: I was the only one of the few people who was not having like a tough process. And I was like, if by any chance, I can help take away some of the suffering of the people here because they're really having a bad time. I'll take a little bit of it. I, that sounds insane, right? At the time, this sounds normal in <laughs> yeah. my mind. This is a good intention, and that was my intention. It was just like may everybody else have a better experience, and if I yeah. can just take a little bit of their pain, as long as I can handle it, I'll take it. Cool. So usually with ayahuasca, you give it some time. So. We didn't even get to like 15 minutes, I think. And I started feeling this really strange lack of control in me. I knew I needed the bucket. I wasn't sure if I was going to need to throw up, but I grabbed the bucket. And I was heaving. Wow. Um, just like heaving and nothing was coming up until I was wow. in like a really crazy state. And I sounded like a dying beast like a, or like, satan and labor and, I, and honestly it was so bad because like i had a crush on one of the people in the ceremony but i couldn't <laughs> control it
0: and yeah I was yeah
1: like, i've never heard myself make these sounds again ever since it was and like barely, guttural like yeah. guttural noises animalistic
0: mm, mm-hmm.
1: and so of course they came to help me because clearly i i couldn't sit up i couldn't hold my own hair back and usually, what you want to do in those situations is, you know, water takes out the fire, or water also helps more vomit come out. From mm.
0: the mm-hmm. uh,
1: and also, the rape can help the process a little bit. Um, wow! Really, I, I'm sit and it felt like an infinity, and I was like, I can't do this. All mm. I knew is, if I looked into the bucket, I would see heaven, and then mm. it was actually like all of these Buddhas
0: floating around in a royal blue. That was wow. But it was also horrible to have your head in the bucket. So did it almost calm you down to stick your head in the bucket, even though you knew what was happening? So oh.
1: it's kind of like when you put a seashell to your ear.
0: Mm. And
1: you feel that, that's what it felt like in the bucket. So in the bucket, I was seeing heaven. It was like a hundred dimensional. I cannot explain mm. also the, the way it was dimensional because right. it was eyes are closed, actually. You're not seeing anything in front of you.
0: But being
1: right. behind your eyes, it was this very interesting vision that is not the same it's not pixelated the way we know we just seeing these holograms it was like holographic of just these like shapes and uh, i also saw a lot of shapes which i think represent the souls around me it, before the vomiting started i was seeing shapes and so a healer told me that that was actually all the other souls in the room because of course i was yeah. taking in their suffering
0: wow um, oh my god
1: so Lesson of the day and the life is like, do not
0: take volunteer. on like, um, Don't volunteer it unless you're fully prepared for what is going to happen. How so long did this purging so- last for?
1: Oh my gosh. It feels like an eternity. Right. I would say, see, your time is skewed. I would say probably 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. And I would say that that was actually like a death for me, a death for that part of me. That, you know, that resonated with people's sadness. Being there for others is important, but we don't need to bring ourselves to that state mm. in order to help them. What's important is to uplift others.
0: Yeah. Wow. So then the people that were in the ceremony with you who you were taking on their energetically and obviously f- physically, their pain and their suffering, did you see relief? Like, did you see them like relaxing and relief Gosh, from their I pain?
1: I don't think I had the capacity to be that mm. observative of my mm. surroundings.
0: Um, did they say anything afterwards, after the ceremony or the, even the next day? No, but what was important for me was to
1: learn the lesson not to make a deal like that. ever Right, day. right, um, right. And not to assume that that's a a helpful service to humanity. I I literally felt like I died. I I basically like lied down afterwards and passed out. I felt so light. Like Mm. my body was so light after all of this that came out. It was so beautiful. But I needed to recover. And I was highly embarrassed because I was flirting with this guy. And then, you know, I was like, oh my gosh. Everybody was watching. People who had been doing ceremonies for some time the next day all actually congratulated me. They were like, "That mm. yeah, it's a beautiful process because, you know, that is actually what it's designed to do for you to get your lesson. It's designed to, to get it all
0: out in a strong way because that is when it's the most powerful. Right, um, right. Like, How did you integrate? I mean, like after you had this experience and then coming back into your regular life in a sense, even after the peyote, like how are you able to reintegrate and integrate these lessons and the experiences that you had?
1: So after my first peyote ceremony, integration was very physical. I had time off and I just slept for a couple weeks and I needed two weeks to get back. Just like let it all come through. With ayahuasca, I was prepared to maybe need some time like that, but I needed a couple of days, you know, where you're just a little bit sensitive. You get back home. In my case, I live in a city in Milan. So it's quite industrial. And so I came back to my apartment, which is relaxing, but you just kind of want to take it easy if you live in a city. I was so motivated from that moment on Mm. that. I actually wrote a business plan in like a day for a company, and I was just clear-minded and Embodying the sensation that
0: we only have so much time. And you mentioned that you've discovered throughout these different ceremonies that you've had and through the plant medicines that you are a healer. Yes. So, what have you been doing with that in terms of your healing capabilities? And are you working your magic? Are you helping people? Are you starting a business?
1: Yes, uh, all of the above to varying degrees. I wrote a book also during this time, which is about finding inner peace and connecting with other people from this place of balance, similar to the process of purging and getting rid of superficial stories
0: that make up our identity. I think a lot of people end up seeking, whether it's plant medicine or maybe their spiritual path is they get to that point in their life where it's like, is this all there is? not even what is my life purpose but like is this all there is right
1: and that is a really good moment to try plant medicine if you feel that way yeah (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah.
1: because do you really understand the concept of the multi-universes and seen and unseen Mm -hmm. and known and unknown? there is a lot going on you don't have to worry about your only single dimension and a virgin yes
0: the multiverse Um, is real for sure (laughs)
1: I mean, exactly. And I also do plant medicines as well in territories where it's legal. So in certain Mm. places, I do. So you you help to facilitate or guide people. So I grow my own mushrooms and I I sing to them every day. I've been connected with the medicine for 15 years with mushrooms. And I incorporate Native American techniques as well as energy strategies. Sometimes it's private, sometimes it's 10 people or more. I'm embodying wherever the medicine takes me. And sometimes Mm. healing someone involves plant medicine as well as the journey of energetic healing might happen. Sometimes meditation is enough. So I write meditations. So anything that helps people find the light within themselves in a way that
0: feels good to them in the language they want to hear in life, I'm all here for it. I'm really glad that you said that because I think it's important for people to know that plant medicine may not be for everybody that there are different modalities and combinations of modalities that you can try and test out if you're curious Mm -hmm. to figure Mm -hmm. out what will help you. Because everyone is different. It is a real inside job. And so I'm glad that you said that because I think, especially in the American culture, there's always that very myopic, hyper-focused one way of doing something, right? Mm -hmm. And I think people get really stuck in that and can't see outside of one particular path to take. So it's just reassuring to people who may decide, I want to try this modality and combine it with plant medicine and meditation and somatic therapy, EMDR. There's so many different modalities now that are available.
1: In fact, and yes, all of what you said, I strongly agree with. I would even argue that it's synergistically beneficial. To mm-hmm. Whenever you can find all these tools. I've used mushrooms, microdosing mushrooms, to alleviate some anxiety that I had in the past mm-hmm. while doing meditation. Mm-hmm. Then I let go of the mushrooms because it was all done and I was feeling very good. And then the peyote came in, but the
0: meditation continued. I mean, everything that you said really resonates so deeply with me. This has been such a wonderful conversation. It's really been so Lovely to get to know you. I know you're in Italy. You're six hours ahead. It's already night for it's you. So, awesome. so, <laughs> so, thank you again. I really appreciate your sharing your story.
1: I'm so grateful that we got to know each other and for crossing paths, and just really excited about this
0: conversation that we can
1: share the message and so that people can feel a little bit more comfortable
0: in exploring these options. So wonderful. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Your support means a lot to me, so please subscribe, download, and share with friends and family. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode, so let me know what resonates for you. Until next time, take care.